to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a social spotlight version of the podcast with Amy Earnhardt, who maintains a regular social media presence, which sheds even more light on her life with NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Jr. obviously is the best follow on Twitter, I think, in all of sports. But Amy Earnhardt also has a great Twitter presence and is particularly good on Instagram as well if you follow her on there. So I wanted to pick Amy's brain about what it's like to live under such a microscope, particularly on social media where there's no filter or anything like that with people's responses, as well as what she enjoys about being on the platforms. All right, everybody, I'm here with Amy Earnhardt. And Amy, uh, first of all, thanks for joining us. How are you? Thanks for having me. Um, so you're on social media, you're active on social media, and that has opened you up to a world of um, different types of people I'm sure you never would have thought you would hear from. Um, what's the overall experience like for you? I mean, do you find it more positive or negative? For the most part, I find it positive. Um, social media was scary for me at first. I don't know. I just felt like it was this giant world and it was super intimidating. Um, so I waited for a while to even join Twitter. I still don't have a Facebook account. Um, but I've had a lot of fun with Instagram and Twitter so far. And you're right. There are a lot of people you get to meet or just chit chat with that you'd never otherwise have any contact with. Um, Dale had Cole Swindell stop by today and they've met on social media. And that that's just one of the things that social media would allow that nothing else before has. So it's been a lot of fun. How do you not get, I guess, sucked into some of the negativity? Like you, you say it's more positive for you. How do you have that experience? Because I guess from my view, I look at it sometimes, I'm like, oh my gosh, she must get so much crap or just has to search through all these responses. But you don't feel like it's terrible or overwhelming? It can be overwhelming. I kind of choose when or not, when to and when or not to get on there. Um, at first, there were quite a few people that I had to block. Just, you know, there are, everybody has those few people that like to just ruin their day. Um, but you have to remind yourself, too, that those people don't even know who you are. And they're probably not just doing that to you. They're doing it to plenty of other people. It's just their MO in life. So I don't let that get to me at all. Um, yeah, and like I said, I just I kind of tend to stay away from, especially Twitter, um, on a bad day. If Dale doesn't do well on the track or... I try to encourage him to do the same thing, too, because he'll just have a few people that he'll have 90 great comments. And then those few that are bad just really bring him down. So I just do the same for myself. It's interesting how Twitter hasn't really done a good job still of being able to cut trolls, I think. Because like you said, I mean, I've, I feel like in general, most people on Twitter are good people and they're positive and they're encouraging. But then you get those people that are bad and they can be so bad that it's it really can like ruin somebody's day if you don't have super thick skin um is there anything that you would like to see twitter do or or something along those lines or or do you feel like it just that just comes with the territory i kind of feel like that's the nature of the beast um it's the freedom of of speech we're in america so people get to say what they want and they have that ability you have the ability to block them mute them whatever you so choose so if you choose not to then you have to take what they give you so i feel like they've done what they can with it so um, the biggest, I guess, uh, blow up or something that I can think where, where you got the most heat was when you posted about um, not letting Dale run the clash. Um, did you stay off social media for a while after that? How did you handle the aftermath of, of all that? 
So that's a great question. Dale actually threw me under the bus with that because he had been asked over and over again since he was um, he had qualified to do so, was he going to run the race? And he had even told Mr. H that it was up to me. So I, after a lot of heckling on social media, especially um, that week, I don't know what he had, he had must have had an interview where it came up again because that day in particular I had a lot of responses in my feed and I'm, I just got tired of listening to it so I figured I'd put a squash to it and um, definitely had some negative feedback but I mean I spoke the truth and I would I stand by it I would say it again and he put me in the position to even have an opinion about it publicly because he was talking about it publicly um, and I still get honestly I still get responses about that even on random tweets that have nothing to do with it people still get hung on those things but to be honest when it comes right down to it he's gonna do what he wants to do it's his decision um, I just was trying to clean my Twitter feed up. I didn't want to hear it anymore. Right. So people are like, come on, Amy, come on, Amy, come on, Amy. And so you like give a response and they're like, Amy, you suck. Ooh, Amy, you said the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so where does Twitter rank on your favorite um, social media? You said, it, obviously you use Instagram as well. Do you prefer Instagram to Twitter? I do just because I'm a visual person. I like the pictures. I'm, I'm a girl, so I like to follow bloggers. I like to follow food. Um, foodies and um, just different famous people I like to see what people are doing you know I'm just like everybody else I want to see what the people who, who I enjoy following I just want to see what they're doing it's like it's like legalized snooping in a way because people post these things they have no idea really how many people are seeing it really um, and it just seems like a fun little insight into other people's lives where you don't get that as well with Twitter people can post photos but it's more of just kind of like a quick blurb if you will how many um, people like are you regularly going through their feed on on Instagram like do you just go through your time because I mean it's out of order so which isn't very convenient so sometimes you have to go back and see certain people you know I follow let's see I don't try to go back to pages because I'm gonna be the person that accidentally starts hearting things that are like two months old and then you're alerted that I'm a stalker on your page so I just try not to do that. But um, I follow so many people on Instagram, I my feed's pretty current. Like I can, I can go through the last five and then refresh it, and I've got a whole new 10 to look at, so I don't get bored with it. Where do you come down on looking at other people's um, Instagram stories? Because, all right, for me, I'm on Snapchat a lot, so I feel like people put their same stuff a lot on Snapchat as they do on Instagram story, and I get super annoyed when I'm like, oh, cr now I got to go through their Instagram story too because I don't want the circle to pop up and just sit there and not look at it. Do, do you go through most of the little circles? I do. I love the stories. And it's a fun way to just to see what people are doing all day long. I like that they added that because you don't have to worry about posting something that you might regret. It comes right off. And so I'm with you, though, on the Snapchat and Instagram story thing. I don't have a public Snapchat for that reason. Like, you can't, you can't keep up with both, first of all. That's a lot to do. But it's annoying as a follower if you see the same person posting the same things everywhere. Yeah. That's not what the purpose of all these different apps is, right? Right, right? So let's say you have a lot of pictures in your feed. And I guess I'm going to admit to this. But <laughs> there's sometimes when, you know, I'll go through, I'll like, I'll heart a picture, heart a picture, heart a picture. And then for whatever reason, I just don't feel like hearting a picture. I see it, but I just don't. Yeah, so do you withhold the heart? Uh, I do the same thing. I don't even know what that is. I, I, maybe you can help explain even what I'm doing because I don't know what that is either. It's like, it's like some five-year photos. Maybe I shouldn't heart all six of these. I don't know what that is. Like, is it some sort of thing like this wasn't quite good enough to get my half a second 
tap. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to take the energy to, I'm not going to show my approval of this. You know what I think it is too? I think that's true. And I also think it depends on what comes right before. Like if you have three or four great photos that other people posted and this one's just not up to par with those, then you just don't heart it. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I scroll back up. I'm like, oh, they're actually really one of my really good friends. I'm going to heart it anyway. It's a picture of their kid. He's so cute. A heart. You're like, I wasn't going to do the, another kid picture, but you know what? I do like them. So you, <laughs> you will get it after all. Yeah, you get a conscience. Um, so where do you fall on, um, you know, the blocking versus muting when, you know, going back to Twitter for a second or, or just ignoring? Um, I think Dale has said in the past that he really doesn't block anymore. He just mutes. Um, you, you mentioned that you have blocked people in the past. Do you, do you still use the block button a lot? I haven't used the block button in quite a while, actually. When we first started Twitter, they didn't even have the mute button. So that would have been helpful. But um, I blocked people back then that were pretty vicious or that were imitating me on Twitter. And I just didn't want to have to see their stuff come up either. Um, mute, I haven't used really that much. I just feel like at this point, I just feel like if it's going to be there and I know it's going to be there, I know that I don't need to take it seriously, so it doesn't really matter that much. But I've used both a couple of times. That's a, that's a good point. I, I should probably take that into consideration myself a little bit more because I'll, I'll mute people a lot. I don't want to give them the satisfaction of knowing that I they got me upset enough to block, but it does bother me. Like I don't, It gets to me, so I don't want to see it. You know what I mean? I can understand that. Muting is great because you're right. They don't know that you did that. Did you know that you could block people in your phone, by the way, and they don't know that you blocked them? Like an actual phone number? Yes. I've been doing that for a lot of spam numbers recently because people spam. People call me. I don't know if this happens to you with the area code and, and it looks like they're calling some. It must be somebody, you know, right. They, I don't know how they figured out how to do that, but yeah, you can get spam numbers from your own area code. It's ridiculous. Disguise your number. And it'll be like the first three digits of my phone number too. So I'm like, oh, this must be somebody I know. And it's somebody offering me a vacation to Florida on a recording. So (laughs) watch for that. I haven't had to do, I don't answer. And I don't even listen to the voicemail if it's not a number I have and, um, you know, programmed on my phone. I don't even bother to listen to a voicemail. You screen the calls. I screen. I'm a hard screener. <laughs> um, what do you think the future is for social media? Because there's all this live stuff now. I mean, you can pretty much see into anybody's life as much as you want to show them. I mean, is there a limit or just, is it just going to keep going that direction? That's a really good question. I wouldn't have said that I could have seen social media coming, so I have no idea where it would be going. Um I can only imagine that it's going to be, I don't know, easier and easier for people to use maybe. But I honestly, I, my brain does not work like that. I have no idea where it would go. What do you think it's going to do? I think at some point there has to be a tipping point, both with trolls and with the amount that's shared because... Too much skin, is that what you mean? It's just like, it's it's too... like. You know, I could start an account right now, tweet to Dale Jr., you were like the most awful human being or whatever, and he might read it. And I don't think celebrities are going to be on social media forever if that's the common place. Because people are just going to be like, why am I doing this? I'm more worried about how unsafe it is for kids. I mean, I don't have kids yet, but we're trying, and who knows what that's going to look like. By the time our kids are old enough to use Snapchat or anything else, I mean, there's so many other apps, too, that kids use now that I don't even know how to use. Um... So that's the, that's the scariest part for me uh, as an adult, especially Dale or any other celebrity. I feel like they should just take it as it comes. It's just part of the gig. So, okay, I, I've thought about this myself. Um, you know, someday 
how do how much do I share pictures of my kids publicly? Because I w- it would be nice to have a private account, but then people think you're keeping stuff off guard. So you have a public Instagram, public Twitter. Is there going to be any place where you can just share stuff just with your family and friends where you don't have to show everybody? So we do that now on uh, we have, uh, both have iPhones. Most of the people in my family and Dale's family have iPhones, so we have photo streams where we share photos. And like, both of my sisters have kids. Dale's sister has kids. And so we kind of do that there. And you can comment there, too, if you really want to and, and like it. Yeah. So on a, like a Apple or iPhone photo stream, whatever it's called, iPhoto, you can... Whoever you want and aunts, uncles, whoever, and they can see the photos you post. They get a little alert button that pops up. Yeah. So you can bypass social media. That's interesting. So maybe that's the answer. What will happen ultimately is like mini social media networks just with your friends and family where you don't even have to be, um, have a, have a profile, you know? That's right. It's just all in the cloud. You got to remember that. (laughs) You say that you've, you've given advice to Dale. So don't look at it. Has he ever given you any advice about your social media use? Yes. Okay. So this is a great question. I have many a time gotten on Twitter. I am an opinionated girl. I can be a little cut and dry, I guess. And that doesn't come across so well, especially just in text on Twitter with a lot of people following you that don't actually know who you are. So he's he's seen me start typing something and, and looked over my shoulder and be like, I don't think you should send that. <laughs> and I now have a, a, I'm really nervous about what I send out because not only do I have Dale watching what I'm going to send out, but his entire brand team, there's a wrath that comes with it, not just from Dale, but from his entire team. So have you ever gotten in trouble with a tweet that you've sent where people are like, Amy, oh, you know, you shouldn't have said this? Yeah, there was a couple. I won't, I won't reference them because I'm sure everybody probably knows what they are, but um, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> um, one last thing that, that I want to ask you about, um, which I, I really have a lot of respect for, and this shouldn't be that big of a deal, but um, you've had a couple messages of like tolerance lately and um, you know, this is really hard times in the, in the world and the society, but um, you've kind of like had a, a message of love or, you know, different rainbow colored hearts and things like that to just everybody get along, you know, people of different races. Um, what's been behind that? I mean, is that just, you know, as simple as, hey, everybody get along or what's your philosophy there? I just feel like people use social media, especially Twitter sometimes to be, to be, they just use it as their platform for their voice. So, you find that generally people that have something negative to say use those platforms. Instead of it being positive, you hear more negative things, especially about politics or any big, um, I don't know, anything, even athletic games, football games, whatever. Somebody does something stupid, you hear all of the trolls versus people that are excited about it. So I just feel like if it's something I really believe in, I'm going to voice my opinion and try to be as positive about it as possible. I tend to stay away from politics or any of those things. I just don't want to get involved with it and have the wrath of whoever wants to fight with me about it on social media. I don't want to use my social media that way. It's just, it's supposed to be fun, right? So that's why I keep it that way. Well, thanks for joining us. Appreciate the conversation. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. So there you have it. I appreciate Amy Earnhardt taking the time out to do that. It was race day at Richmond Raceway and we are sitting outside the couple's motorhome. So Appreciate her being willing to do the interview in the first place, as well as giving some very insightful answers. Now, NASCAR opens the playoffs this weekend in Chicagoland, obviously, but I am off to Sonoma Raceway, where four drivers have a realistic shot of winning the IndyCar championship. So the post-race podcast will be from Sonoma. Not sure who I will grab yet to do that, but it will focus on both NASCAR and IndyCar. So that will probably come out 
fairly late on Sunday night, East Coast time, because um, the IndyCar race is after NASCAR. But hopefully you can check that out at some point after the races. If you're a frequent listener to the podcast and you're interested in becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck to learn more about the benefits of supporting the podcast and the website jeffgluck.com. I would really appreciate it if that would be the case. So thanks as always for joining me and I will talk to you soon on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.